episode is sponsored by Tab for a Cause. It's a browser extension that lets you raise money for charity while doing your thing online. Whenever you open a new tab, you'll see a beautiful photo and a small ad. Part of that ad money goes toward a charity of your choice. Join Team Friendshipping by signing up at tabforacause.org. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Knowing when it's okay to give up on a friendship. It's sooner than you think. (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. May I issue a complaint about my life, Oh my gosh, air the grievance. Thank you. I am, (laughs) that's exactly what I'm going to do. So here's the thing. I wake up every day. So glad you do. Yeah. (laughs) You're so funny. I do. I do. Against my better judgment, I do get up every day. (laughs) And usually it's because uh, Mavi has either decided to scream at something, like she heard a noise outside and she's screaming her head off, or... Uh, the much cuter, nicer way is she gives me a little gentle nudge of her nose. And that means I'm hungry. Feed me. Wait, wait. I need to clarify just because there may be new listeners. Mavi's not a person. Mavi is is Jen's dog with a giant golden mask. <laughs> Mavi so it's is not, not like a, my partner. <laughs> Mavi's, Mavi the human is not getting up and yelling every morning and pushing Jen with her nose. No, oh, it's a, it's a beautiful. That is Mavi's a, a lovely very dog. Very important disclaimer. My spouse <laughs> does not wake me up by screaming every day. Or she doesn't wake me up at all, actually. That's which that would also be a violation if he woke me up. That wouldn't be cool. Right? Like, what um, are you doing? But, Please continue. I'm oh, so yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh, it's it's okay. It's important clarification. Uh, I don't want people to worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> so Mavi asks for breakfast, and you know it. It would. It's cute. It's a cute way to wake up a dog, kind of doing the dog equivalent of like whispering, like, "Please, I'm hungry." Except lately, she's been doing it at like three forty-five in the morning. No, I know. And like, what is that about? We don't live. We don't live on a farm. We're not getting up that early. So I need to break her of this habit. And I don't know how I've been saying like, no, no, like, no, you're, it's too early. It's too early. And then she'll lay down for 15 more minutes. And then she the whole cycle starts again. And oh. Um, oh, man, I'm sleepy. Thanks a lot, dog. This is in your new place, right? Yes. I think part of this is going to be let's let's friendshiping break this down. <laughs> let's do it. Let's think about this. From Mavi's perspective. Ugh, so <laughs> Mavi's like, I love Jen. Jen is the love of my life. Because that's true. Like, you are her number one. Like, John, John's also there. I mean, yeah, I think her number one is breakfast. And I'm her a, a soon <laughs> number two. I'm, I'm right. At, I'm right there. But number one is breakfast. What time is actual breakfast? Like, like the desired breakfast time? Like six or seven. And then I can still go and, back to bed. And then and then once and then sorry just to just to do the exact precise math. What time does she want breakfast? Right now she wants it at like right before 4 a.m. That's unacceptable. Uh, thank behavior. you. God. And it's it's rough, right? Cuz it's not like we moved time zones. Right. <laughs> like we just right. moved like we just moved like 10 minutes south. Like what happened? <laughs> I think well so I so I have genuine theories if you're interested in I am. In I am. So I definitely think it's partially due to the move, just because like every time like the setting changes for for a pet, because, you know, their home is their entire world, really. Like, I mean, dogs, obviously, you know, you take them on walks and et cetera. And so their world is, is a bit bigger. But especially for like house 
dogs, cat, yep. cats that yeah. are like, that's yeah. a big deal. And I think you know that already. But also, I think what's important is that we need to note that Mavi is a bitch, uh, <laughs> literally. She, that's literally the, the medical term for her. Yes, yep. a female dog. That's what the vet calls and, her. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so, um, you know, my horrible golden-assed animal, my cat, Dargo slash Boogers. So we had the same problem. He was waking us up at 4 a.m. Oh, really? Ev- every day. And I don't know if this is relevant for dogs because, you know, dog care is foreign to me. But the way that we did figure this out was he now gets fed at night his biggest meal and it's kibble in an escalating set of, th- of three difficulty levels of puzzle feeders. Oh, my gosh. In cats, like typically they eat once a day, but the other cat, Roast Beast, she gets wet food like two, twice a day and that makes her happy. And so that's what she does. Neither of them care about each other's food. It's, an, it's a complete happenstance. But what's important is that Dargo takes time at night feeding himself and we feed him right before we go to bed. That's we feed brilliant. him at like 11 p.m. That's really so smart. He, doesn't give a shit about us until until he starts screaming for food again, which is <laughs> roughly about like I'm gonna say 9 p.m. So oh, that is so, so think, funny. So you give him a late night, like a third taco, like a like a fourth meal, like Taco Bell. <laughs> no, no, no. So so he he yes, it is true that he gets fed at the same other times as roast beast. He gets like wet food at, in the morning, in the evening, at when she does. But here's the weird thing: is that he never eats it. But he gets angry if he doesn't receive it. So we give him a small <laughs> amount, basically as an offering to to appease him for the next few hours. And he smells it and then like goes back to bed. But he has like, he horks down his Taco Bell at 11 p.m. every night. Same. And it keeps him satisfied and happy until until the next offering. I just love so much that you give him food earlier and he doesn't eat it, but he gets mad if you don't offer it not only does he get mad but he like he is the first one to beg me for it like he'll like he'll come over to me at my desk and i swear to god take his one little paw and just go pat 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 oh pat, my god pat, he's pat, such pat. a prince i love it excuse me my food um the food i like <laughs> to sniff and navi is similarly a golden princess as i just noticed by doing the math is that horrible boogers dargo starts begging for his food two hours before he gets it and so does Mavi. So maybe it's like a matter of you've got to feed her even fucking later, you know? I think you're probably right. Man, that's a really good solution. Yeah, it does But it also sucks because it's going to take her a while to get used to it still. Like, this is not solved. I didn't solve your problems. I'm not going to take credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's unfortunate because the only solve is Mavi. Mavi has the power to solve this and she doesn't care to. She won't. She never will. No, she will never take your prob- feelings into consideration. Not a problem solver. <laughs> we just spent several minutes piecing together the interior life and emotions of your beautiful golden <laughs> Labrador mix. And she will never give this a second fucking thought. She will likely keep waking you up at 4 a.m. And because of this, I think it is important for us to transition to giving humans advice because that is the thing we are good at. I think that's a really good point. I think we... We Mavi is not a willing audience. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. Let's start helping some people or attempting to help people that do know what a podcast is. I love that idea. I will I will do it so then. <laughs> you sound like purred happily. And the next thing I'm gonna do is read this question that is right here that I'm about to read. Uh, dear friendshipers, during these COVID times, is it okay to give up on a friendship? I've been friends with this person for several years, and I'd call them one of my closer friends. 
We're both fairly introverted. We get our energy from being alone and we enjoy solitude. But I would say my friend is probably more introverted than I am. Early into the pandemic, they were very clear to all of their friends that they're going to conserve their energy, take care of themselves, and that they're very, very sorry if they're not in touch. But after some aborted attempts at Google chat conversations, it has been a few months since we've spoken. Am I even still friends with this person? I'd like people to talk to about all of the bullshit that's going on. And in particular, I'd like to talk to them. Is it super weird for me to reach out right now? Pronouns unspecified. Man, ouchie. Yeah. You know, you know, I didn't think, I didn't notice until you read it just now, Trin, but they haven't talked in a few months. Yeah. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. You know, a few months. I, uh, I certainly go weekends, days, weeks being absent, especially lately. A few months. Yeah, that's significant. And um, I guess the first thing to say before we really get into this question, really analyze why this person might be disappearing from your life, is you do have our permission to give up on this friendship. Like if it emotionally makes you feel better and frees you up, you, you can let go. You can drift away. But we just want to, you know, give that disclaimer off the top of the off the top of the episode. You can do that. But let's get into it. Yeah. And Jen, what I think is also really important to add to that is you can give up and then decide I'm I'm done giving up now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, you can you can give up now. And then, you know, if you are feeling that you are up to the energy to trying again, I don't think that your friend is sitting there thinking, I'm so glad I haven't heard from my friends for months. I'm so glad I haven't talked to my friends in a really long time. This is great. I love how this is going. I I definitely (laughs) don't think that that's the case. I really think it's just another matter of of low social battery. There's there's not a lot of information on like, you know, the uh, the what's it called signs of life on this person like whether they're posting on social media etc um but but once those start to amp up again um if that also was affected i think that's another good time to strike get your friendship fangs in them jen what are your thoughts on like when 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 should the friendship fangs be pounced out yeah when should you strike (laughs) right like the friendship cobra you are yeah exactly (laughs) Trin, I I just really love what you said about let's not understate how the COVID situation might be affecting their ability to be a friend. We're all fumbling in the dark trying to follow this new set of rules. And I've always believed that friendship is an ingredient to a healthy life, but it's just one ingredient, you know, like people need shelter and safety and food and health care and reliable income. And it's really hard to prioritize friendships when something else is lacking, you know, when something else isn't right. I think it is okay to reach out to this person, um, especially if you see them, I don't know, post on social media or, or appear in a different group Zoom hangout or something. I think it's okay. I would say it's appropriate to reach out and say hi, but don't introduce something heavy. Don't introduce a guilt trip on accident. Even though I think your feelings are completely valid, I, I, I know you're hurting and you're missing your friend and you're feeling a little abandoned. And man, do I understand that. Because we we spent some time thinking about the interior of your friend, but I bet your interior isn't doing so hot. Like I, yeah. I noticed a couple. Um, this was last month, I think. I was feeling, and I can't think of a better word for it, even though this word is a little is pretty sexist. I was feeling needy. <laughs> I was feeling needy yeah. about my friends. I was feeling jealous uh, when I saw my friend on a different Zoom hangout, and that is not like me. I am not a jealous person. I like being alone and I like knowing my friends have other friends. And it was an unusual feeling. And I was like, I'm going to sit with this for a little while and not act on it because I have a feeling I'm going to be petty about it. You sleepy hedgehogged it. 
Oh, yes, exactly. Gosh, I love that metaphor. It's so pleasant. Brief recap of Sleepy Hedgehog is the method uh, recommended by Dr. Emily Nagoski in uh, Come As You Are, where you have a feeling and you just sit and hang out with it and take care of it while it sleeps because that's what you do, because the hedgehog is not going away otherwise. Please continue, Jen. And that's exactly what happened. It, I kind of nurtured, thought about the feeling, didn't act on it until I had evidence that I actually could something be done. And sure enough, the feeling passed. I don't, I don't feel quite as needy or abandoned or anything because I'm not. I'm not abandoned by my friends. Everyone's just got their own shit going on. And I know I am very loved. <laughs> but you know, um, you are not always a reliable narrator. Absolutely. Another thing that I thought about, as far as like the dynamic between these two friends, I, in the question, the asker says, I'd like people to talk to about all of the bullshit going on. And this is a tiny thing for me to grasp on, but I think it, it is worth saying just in case it's, th- it's accurate. If this friend is one of your like politics friends, you two have kvetched about politics together, um, about um, social justice, things like that. They may be specifically, quote unquote, avoiding you because they don't yeah. want to talk about that right now. And it's yep. not it's not a judgment on on their love for you or, or their friendship. It's just that they know that that's what happens when you two get together and talk. And it may be affecting them consciously or subconsciously. But I do think that that is one of the reasons why, one of the many, many reasons why friends are falling out of touch, even very close friends, is because you talk about the most difficult things with the people who are the closest to you. So you have the most strong emotions attached to those people. So this is not to say that it's totally cool that the friend has ignored you for months and like, it's fine, like, get over it. That's not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are explanations for this behavior that have nothing to do with the level of love either of you feel for one another. That is so wise, Trin. Man, the politics thing. I'm sure like many people, my group texts in the past few weeks have not looked particularly happy or fun. Like we're all sending each other news articles or we're saying things like, I can't read that. I need a break. Or we're saying things like, I took Twitter off my phone. Um, Someone send me anything I need to know. Like we're all absorbing. What is it you say, what you said before in previous episodes, Jen, we're all absorbing damage? Oh, yeah. A damage over time dots. It's um, these yeah. the spells that you get. And I, it's from from in my head, it's from World of Warcraft, but it's a it's a common uh, it's a common thing that's used in game and game design, which is just you get a little tiny bit of damage every turn and it's a small amount. But then it starts piling up and you notice it and it can take you out. So if this person was to reach out, um, what do you think that would look like? Like what would what would our script be? They mentioned Google Chats, which I did not know was ever a primary mode of communication for friends. But OK, let's let's go with that. I like the idea of reaching out on the platform you most commonly used with that friend first and do it with the understanding that try one is we're going to take things as though things are normal. I want to reach out to you. I want us to have that same relationship that we had like before. So I'm going to use that method of communication. And what you say, I think, in that first attempt is just normal shit. It's like in like, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, how's it going? Adjusted for the current global circumstance. Yeah. I've been thinking about yeah, yeah. you and I miss you. And I was wondering if you're available to chat sometime. I like like just use the language of your friendship. Definitely for the first try, I would say. And then you, t- you do a second try. And this might be the second try. This might be the third try. I don't know what, what level try we are on um, for the asker. But the second tries and subsequent tries, and I would say maybe only give it like a couple more and definitely like spread it out. Those can be, I would say, over different methods of communication. 
So if you email one another and you want to send like a long form email that's like, hello, friend, I miss you a lot. But when you can be friends (laughs) again, I want to, you know? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You know, we always say like, Give people the space they ask for. If people are absent, they're absent for a reason. Yes. But but I, I and that's that's still true. That is still true. Respect people's boundaries always. But you said you were good friends. And Trin, if I ever fell out of your life suddenly and for months, I think you do have permission as one of the people I'm closest to in the world to nudge me and bug me a little. Because some, that means something's going wrong in my life. And, you know, it doesn't mean you can, like, kick down my door or violate. <laughs> I mean, I'd um, consider it, but. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you might do it anyway because you love me. But, well, you know, you, you do would check in John. on each other. Like, if I didn't hear from you for months, I would I would text your partner and I'd be like, hey, I, this is, like, legit just me making sure that Jen is alive and okay. And then and yep. then if he, was, if he was like, yeah, she's okay. And then I, I would think to myself. Should I believe a man? I don't know. And then <laughs> I, know, right? I would text uh, your other close friends. I would text uh, Nadia and Lynn at the yep. same time and then Terry yep. in that order. <laughs> then, oh, that's, I, I totally get having a plan of attack for something like this. My plan, if you fell off, would be similar. I'd be like, I need to know what's going on in Trin's life to the extent that is appropriate. And I right. need to know Trin's okay. And I, I understand if that's where you're at right now. Oh, it's hard. Oh, it sucks. It is. But Jen, I think the the greater point that you were getting to was that if we didn't talk for a few months, we have the kind of bond that we will talk again, you know? And yeah. I, I'm just going to come right out and admit it that like there are friends of mine, dear friends of mine that I actually have not talked to for at least several weeks. And it's just because life's so fucking much. Like I'm currently trying to do a cross-country move <laughs> and yeah. and work full-time and launch a new podcast and I'm um, working on this book like we were doing and promote a book promote a book we're doing two live events this week I calculated I think we're spending I want to say this this week 10 hours on live events for a book which is like a lot you know in addition to that's, to working that's a whole day that's it's a whole, whole work day. day at least <laughs> And like, I'm a person who wrote a fucking book about friendship and I talk about friendship all of the time and I'm giving you advice right now about like friends and stuff. And I am not a fucking perfect friend. And I encourage you to remember that about both of you and that, you know, again, like we always say, life is short, so reach out, but life is also long. So you can always reach out again a different time. Yeah, this doesn't this does not have to be a permanent decision. You don't have to say, I give up now and delete their number. What you can do internally is decide that you're going to hold this less tightly and you're going to focus on other friendships and do your best to move on or be patient and see what happens. And no one likes doing that. I certainly don't. <laughs> but it but it really might be the right move to maybe not make a big a big jump or a big decision yet, but to just kind of reach out gently and, you know, really, you'd be gentle with them and gentle with yourself. Let's talk about like the potential. I don't think that this is what this is based on the question, but I think that it's important to cover. What if this friend is the, the, the friend of the asker is specifically not speaking to the asker for a very good reason? If that sounds right to you at all, then I think that that's something worth addressing. Like if I if I said out loud, like, hmm, is there any particular reason why this friend 
might not be getting along with specifically you right now. And you're like, oh, 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 maybe like, oh, maybe that social media post or like then that's worth addressing. Like and it's not like you reach out and be like, hey, I'm so sorry about the shitty thing I posted. Like, I don't know. But that'll be something that you will have to deal with. And we're and I just want to make sure that we say that that is still a possibility. So consider that. That's a really good point. We were just talking about how there's no such thing as a perfect friend and how we're all imperfect. So, I mean, we don't want you to turn your life upside down and start investigating and digging into everything. But do take a moment and do some reflection and be like, wait, is is there a reason? Wait, because, you know, you are capable of mistakes and hurting people just as we all are. Jen, really, really well put. Oh, my goodness. It's true, though. I think it's like really important for everybody to remember that, like, no matter how good you are at at life, at being a person, at being polite, at your etiquette, at being a friend, you will you can still fuck up because that's just what being a person I do is. all the time, all the time. Every damn day I am fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I am hopeful that this asker and their friend will reconnect. I am doubtful that it will happen in the near term future. I think especially just mm-hmm. because right now and, and I, we don't know if this person is living within the United States. But if you are or if you are following United States politics closely, l- life is a little bit more right now. <laughs> like it's a little bit <laughs> it's a little extra as well. So like um, I would say uh, in the middle distance, if I had to give it a guess, these two will reconnect again. Yeah, I could see that. It's not going to happen quickly. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But, you know, you could be in it for the long haul. Jen, you touched on this briefly, and it actually really touched me. You said we could, you and I could go a long time without talking, and we and we would still reconnect and pick up where we left off. I really believe that about a lot of friendships, um, especially adult, like friendships that are when you're in your, um, I don't know, I guess the age doesn't really matter. But adult friendships are so weird and special because you undergo so much in your own life. And you kind of you weave in and out of each other's lives, you know, and that might just be what's happening here. Yeah. And in general, making friends and being friends as an adult is so much more complicated than making a friend as a kid, like in school or whatever, because so much shit has happened to you by now, you know, (laughs) like you have so much baggage. You have baggage and trauma. You do. okay? like just like I do. Jen does. Uh, fucking Obama does. Beyonce does. Everybody <laughs> does, you know? And and that makes shit more complicated because you have feelings that you assign to other feelings. And, like, we project and we, we do all these weird coping mechanisms. Avoidance is a... Man, my number one coping mechanism has always been avoidance. And it sounds like the Oscar's friend is similar. <laughs> like, just... Like, if something's a problem, like, I really... I'm going to leave that molding Tupperware full of broccoli in the back of the fridge and deal with it like maybe like a few months later, you know, like that's that's me. But we all have those things and that impacts our relationships and our friendships. And what that means is we both have to account for that in ourselves and account for that in the other party, which is really hard. It's really fucking hard. We're not going to pretend this is fun or easy or something that everyone's good at. It's none of those things. It sucks. It does. But at the end of the day, like, man, is it worth it to have people you love who love you to be mutually understood uh, by like a couple of people, you know, like I, 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 yep. I wish for I keep my fingers crossed for. Um, every person having at least one of those, a couple of those is great. A few of those is fantastic. You know, I want you to have that and you will have that. 
and it's difficult. The moldy Tupperware thing is so familiar, and it makes me wonder if the asker's friend is putting everything in the moldy Tupperware right now. Oh, man. As so many people are. It's like your your friendship might be back there. They're answering text messages and emails might be back there. Like, it all piles up. What do we call that? The, the sadness pile? Yeah, the sadness pile. You you turn something into a pile of sadness. Um, that's We mentioned, I think it was maybe even on an episode or two ago, that my electric guitar became a pile of sadness. Yeah. Speaking of that electric guitar, I actually have an update. I have a guitar Ooh, update. Yeah. So my partner has a book that he's been meaning to read for like years. Like he's owned this book forever and just like it just keeps him going to the back of the priority pile. And we've discovered that it's his pile of sadness. And we made a pact that he's going to read the book and I'm going to play guitar. And he is three quarters of the way through that book. So I am going to be reaching for that electric guitar at some point soon this week, and I will let you know how it goes. Oh, please do. I predict by the end of the year, this podcast will only be rock and roll. Oh, Jen, has it ever not been rock and roll? (laughs) (laughs) It's rock and roll, baby. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, we would love to get your question. Go to friendshippingpodcast.com and go to contact and you can do it there. Or you can email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Either way, those messages will go to the same place. If you would like to follow us on Twitter or on Twitch, you may at do friendship on both of those uh, platforms. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you, Monica Verma, for being our literary agent. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for our beautiful theme song. And thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for uh, your all of your design work. And thank you, audience, for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. I, uh, I don't know why, but my instinct is always to hold my breath when we, t- <laughs> we do this yeah, time. I don't know why.